One of the great joys of my life is watching dogs play together. As the years have passed and we have learned more about dogs, we have mostly backed off and let them have their fun in their own way. Oh, we still throw balls for them, and frisbees, sometimes other toys. Sometimes we even take them swimming. But somehow, for me at least, there is no greater joy than seeing my dogs running together with other dogs. I wasn't always so happy to sit back and watch. There was a time, not so long ago, when I misunderstood how dogs interact with each other. They have an uncanny ability to let each other know what the rules of the game are, when it's time for a break, and to somehow resolve conflicts almost before we humans become aware of them. It wasn't until I let my dogs play like dogs, instead of insisting on too many human rules, that I truly appreciated what incredible animals they are. Outdoorsman and dog lover George Bird Evans once observed, quote, I think we are drawn to dogs because they are the uninhibited creatures that we might be if we weren't certain that we knew better. Unquote. I agree with George. This is Canine Nation. This is episode 91, and it's January 22nd, 2014. In addition to these podcasts, Canine Nation appears at Life is a Human, the online magazine. You can find an archive of all the Canine Nation articles at caninenation.lifeasahuman.com. Canine Nation also has its own website at caninenation.ca, and here you can find an archive and links to all of our podcasts and all of the articles at Life is a Human. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Canine Nation. I'm your host, Eric Brad. It's been a busy week for Canine Nation this past week. There was a lot of activity over at the Life is a Human website where I write articles. At least five of my articles made it into the daily top ten this past week, and I was very pleased with that. Feedback on the articles and podcasts is always a mixed blessing, and this past week was no different. It was an interesting mix of disapproving and very supportive comments. If nothing else, at least people are thinking about these issues that I write about, and I think that's the best I can hope for, really. If you haven't checked out my articles at Life is a Human, there are over 140 of them there for you to look at. They date back to February 2010 and cover a lot of different topics. There is even some history documented in them about my life with my own dogs. You'll find them at caninenation.lifeisahuman.com. Speaking of archives, if you haven't been to our Canine Nation website, there are complete archives of both the Life is a Human articles and all of the Canine Nation podcasts there. I'd like to say thank you to everyone who listens to this podcast. It's always nice to see how many people download and listen, and from where in the world you do that. I enjoy doing these podcasts, but knowing that so many of you find them enjoyable makes it all worthwhile. Be sure to share the podcasts and the articles with friends, and if you have any comments for us, we would love to hear from you. Just email us at barks at caninenation.ca. My dogs are idiots. 
I say that with all the love in my heart and my tongue in my cheek. My dogs are plenty smart, and not just because we have trained them. They are pretty smart about dogs and interactions and perhaps most importantly, how to have fun. They run with such reckless abandon that sometimes it's downright frightening. I have no idea how they know just when to stop or turn or swerve to avoid serious injury, but time after time they manage to do it. It's interesting to me how different breeds of dog play differently. This is, no doubt, due to the variation in size and function that we have created with selective breeding. So it's the most fun for me to watch my dogs play with other dogs of their own breed, Belgian Shepherds. We're lucky to have friends with Belgians, but we happen to have a friend within driving distance who visits us frequently. Our three dogs love to play together, and on a particular fall evening recently, we all stood back and enjoyed watching them have fun. This is my article, Three Dogs on a Hill. Bend your knees. That's the advice that my friend Angela and I share as three black shapes race past us in rapid succession and at incredible speed. We turn in unison and marvel as our dogs execute a sharp right turn and scramble up the moss-covered rocks, leaving flying debris in their wake. A typical play date up here on the hill. We have five acres of beautifully wooded property here on Vancouver Island. Unfortunately, we are on the crown of a hill, and much of that land lies below us down a steep slope. It's easy enough to get to, but that part of our property is off-limits to our dogs without supervision. We are blessed with lots of wildlife here. Deer, rabbits, raccoons, and other small animals abound. Unfortunately, so too do cougars and bears. Of late, a black bear has taken up temporary residence in the neighborhood, and so we have to keep the dogs close. A small portion around the house has been fenced off for our dogs' regular use. Then there is a smallish strip of flat ground behind the dog pen, and that's bordered on one side by the steep drop down to the rest of our property, and on the other by the large rocky crown of our hill. Since our dogs cannot run freely on all five acres of our property, when we do leave the penned area, they must amuse themselves with a wonderful game of scrambling up and down over and around our rocky hill. It's a game that all of our dogs have enjoyed to one degree or another for over 13 years. Watching our dogs has been fascinating. From the incredible agility they show in clambering up almost vertical faces to their ability to turn at full speed and not fall off those uneven rocks, our dogs give us a glimpse into the physical capabilities of modern dogs. What is perhaps even more incredible is watching them play together. The speed and precision of their actions and reactions to each other is truly remarkable. On this particular day, our two Belgian shepherds, Tiramisu and Rizzo, have a guest. Castle belongs to our friend Angela and he has been a frequent playmate for our dogs since he was a pup. From the instant we open the back gate, the three amigos take off at full speed, seemingly unwilling to let the other dogs get out ahead of them. But fairly quickly, they run out of real estate, and everyone needs to turn around in a very small space. It should look like a train wreck of black fur, teeth, and legs. Instead, there are some grunts, 
growls, excited barks, and a ballet of dogs expertly maneuvering a sequence of near misses. In a flash, they are heading back at us at full speed. Bend your knees. If they hit you, you want to be able to absorb the impact. Another expert high-speed turn, and the three of them are up the side of the hill, moss flying out behind them. It is beautiful and joyful and great fun to watch. But there was a time when this kind of sight would have made us very nervous. What if one of them fell? What if one of the dogs attacked the other? What if they should collide? Is it possible that someone will be hurt by crashing accidentally into an exposed tooth or leg? Many years ago, my wife and I attended a dog training seminar where we were shown slow-motion video of two dogs, quote, fighting with each other. Viewed in real time, the altercation looked fierce, angry, and incredibly dangerous. But once slowed down and analyzed, it became clear that the just-miss bites and forceful body slams were all precisely choreographed by these two dogs and were not intended to cause injury at all. A confrontation that looked to our human eyes like something that would result in blood was, in dog time, a simple argument. A spirited discussion between two dogs who knew how to do this dance better than any human could possibly understand. It was an eye-opening experience for us. Dogs have their ways of interacting, whether or not we humans can understand it or even see it clearly. We have learned from further reading that dogs both think and see faster than humans do. Biologically, they move in a different time frame than we do as far as their senses are concerned. And so, watching these three black dogs racing over moss-covered rocks and careening down the slope to the grass below is much less worrying for us now than it might have once been. We understand that they know what they're doing. We may not be able to imagine it or see it the way they do, but they seem to manage just fine. They are playing at the speed of dogs. No need for us to insert our all-too-human opinion on the things they do. There are also personalities involved here. Castle is the youngest and the most rambunctious. Rizzo is the middle dog, a year older than Castle. Rizzo and Castle have been play buddies for a long time, and, both being boys, they like to roughhouse a fair bit. There's a lot of crashing together, playful mouthing, and grabbing, and, of course, the chase-me game. Tiramisu is our older dog. She is nearly ten, and she has definite opinions about these silly young boys and their games. As the younger dogs bound and crash along, Tira runs beside them barking excitedly. We can't be sure if she's trying to protect her brother Rizzo or just can't help being the fun police bent on keeping these shenanigans to a minimum. But she's right there in the thick of it, barking and snapping and running with the boys. For all the teeth and noise, these three dogs all love being together. After a few minutes of intense play, there is a lull with some sniffing, meandering, and eating of grass. Before long, Someone swats someone's rear end with a paw, and the game is on again. All three of them are remarkably tolerant of the others. Even Tira shows great patience by allowing the boys to come over for a sniff or to munch a bit of grass right next to her. There was a time many years ago when we would have tried to structure the play of our dogs. 
we would micromanage and direct. There was a lot of no and come here to stop what we thought was rough play. It turns out that it doesn't need to be that complicated. Dogs, it seems, will either get along or they won't, and that can be both a blessing and a curse. By human standards, the interaction of dogs happen fast. In fact, they happen too fast for us to react to most of the time. The same speed and precision with which our dogs miss each other in their high-spirited play could be used to inflict terrible damage by a dog intent on harming another. For us, this only reinforces the importance of carefully introducing dogs in as safe a manner as possible. We don't just turn our dogs loose at the dog park. We set up playdates with dogs we know, and so they learn to get along with each other. It turns out that dogs are pretty agreeable creatures. Most of the time, dogs are amicable to other dogs and are just happy to see one another. But if there is something worth fighting over, food or some other bone of contention, things can get heated. A bad history with other dogs can also play a role, especially if the dog in question has been attacked or bullied. Statistically speaking, however, chances are most dogs will meet without incident. We love watching our dogs play, and we have learned a great deal from watching them interact. There seems to be a unique culture and etiquette to our dogs' interaction among their own kind. We take our role as their guardians very seriously. Our three dogs play so well together because they all feel safe. They all have had a chance to get to know each other, and they all know that we are nearby if they really need us to step in. I can't think of a nicer way to spend an hour or two on a cool, clear fall evening than watching our dogs on the hill. Until next time, have fun with your dogs. Some resources for you to check out after listening to this podcast. Check out Leah Roberts' great article, Games Dogs Play. It has some great descriptions of some of the games our dogs play with each other and things to watch for so you can better understand what's going on. You can find Games Dogs Play by Leah Roberts at tinyurl.com forward slash cn2014-games. Also, if you are heading off to the dog park for some fun with your dogs, this article from Animal Behavior Associates can give you some great tips on keeping your dog safe and to help you with the code of conduct that is usually expected at most dog parks. You can find dog park etiquette and safety tips at tinyurl.com forward slash cn2014 dash dog park. Don't forget you can pick up any of my ebooks from dogwise.com a great resource for anything you're looking for with regard to dogs, DVDs, books, toys, and more. Also check out our Canine Nation Facebook page and our Canine Nation Forum Facebook group. We also have a Canine Nation Google Plus community, where you can also add your discussions if you prefer that. And finally, we have a Twitter account that you can communicate with us on. It's canine underscore nation. If you have a question or comment for us, please feel free to contact the Canine Nation podcast at barks at caninenation.ca. We look forward to hearing from you. So until next time, 
take care of the dogs. Bye for now.